Life is like a series of patterns consist of routines, habits, rhythms, emotions, and decisions. All these ebbs and flows in and about a shape of a waveform. It is consistently inconsistent, sometimes random. Though we can anticipate its measure and make our own calculation, just like life, it will be unpredictable if we don't know where we're going. Here at Patterns of Life podcast, every conversation attempts to explore our human nature through honest conversation. From the simple details of the mundane life to discovering the depth of your why, hoping that this will help us figure out what doesn't work and what does work for you. doing i'm doing well today's my first thursday that i'm not at work which means i've transitioned to three days a week uh, at bradley mountain weather backpack company uh, so now i'm doing monday tuesday wednesday there and just thursdays and fridays are kind of exploring my own pursuit so today i've started at right and now we're hanging here pretty blessed cool yeah cool how was your morning you said that you woke up at what five and then went to i was at six six fifteen was my wake up today but i've been doing five fifteens during work work days as best as possible which has been really cool because uh i'm not a morning person but yeah i totally (laughs) am not i love the nights inspired 2 a.m in the morning want to write a song at like four and i'm like oh i'll have to wake up my roommates if i start playing piano but now over a lot of repetition, moving into 5, 15, 6 a.m., I actually like wake up a lot quicker uh, and I just am quiet. I water my plants. I make my breakfast and my coffee. Uh, I start my long trek from Santee to downtown, but I stop halfway to go to the gym and work out. Mm. And what's really cool is there's an element where I get to kind of sweat out the pain and the disappointment and the stuff I'm working through and show up to work a little bit more clear headed, a little more aware and to really just like be all in, just ready to like get in the grind, but really be a t- good team player. I think before I was doing that, I was just like kind of sluggish and I would just move around and do my job, but it wouldn't be like, you know, uh, headstrong and like confident. It would just be a, well, I'm paid to do this. So I guess mm. I'm here. Mm. Uh, so it's cool to see the mornings activate something in me, but also saying, hey, this is a sacred time to like, walk with God and to hear from him. And I love the phrase of like walking in the coolness of the morning. Like there's something about that. Yeah. 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 So it has been that way for you. Basically you're, you're saying that since the time that you worked at Bradley mountain, it has been like that routine for you. So it's moved into that. When I first started, I was working five days a week and then it moved to four and then now three starting pretty much today but uh it was more end of last year into this year of just saying hey i need to be proactive to change some of this stuff i'm not liking the version of myself prior to like 10 o'clock <laughs> and what do you mean like 10 o'clock waking up in the morning at 10 just any version of myself Ooh. even up till 10 o'clock i'm like uh, hmm. i'm just partially here i'm not that fun to be around i'm too yeah. serious and too like in my head yeah and so it's cool to just be silly, more lighthearted, just like be present, but enjoy, you know, 
just any passing interaction or conversation that isn't just like, oh, what are your deepest thoughts? It's yeah. like, Ben, what are you up to? Like, what, what's your favorite song? Like, we could play in the shop. And so it's cool to see it through different eyes because some of this stuff behind the scenes are changing. Mm. Yeah. Well, tell me about your day. As far as you, you know, um, 6.15 and then you said that you were at Copa Vida at 7, mm. which is like, man, we had planned to meet at 2. <laughs> I did not realize they were already there. Yeah. For almost like five hours or more than that, which is crazy. Totally. Uh, I mean, one thing I'm learning is like spend time alone, but don't just crowd yourself with a bunch of distractions. So it mm. could have looked so different, which it kind of started that way after I met and had coffee with a friend and he went to work. Uh, I just like opened up my phone and then my iPad and then a book. And then I was trying to design and then all this stuff. And it was kind of what I used to do. And so now I'm learning like remove some of the stimuli and just like mm. sit with what you're currently doing. Because for me as an artist, I want to do it all. I like love getting my hands on all of it and be hands on. But there's an element to me that I'm seeing greater output is happening when there's like singular focus when there's just yeah. like being fully conscious like this is something that means something so put all of yourself in it apply all of yourself mm. instead of uh you know here's a fraction of it or here's something that kind of looks good but you know it's not your full 100 percent. wow wow when you said single focus it it, oh man, it brings me back again to the contrast between a double-minded person and a single-minded person. Totally. I like how you do what you do right now because I know you were from a place before. We've always talked about how you wanted to do a bunch of stuff and you were almost like multitasking. Oh, yeah. And you're that one person that I'm just so impressed you, you told me the story about your, your your car is packed with friends and people are telling you like, hey, Ben, talking to you about this. And then the other person's telling you about the direction. And then for some reason, you just, everything registered to you. Yeah. You know? I was like <laughs> eavesdropping on two conversations, getting directions from someone that they were telling me and like singing lyrics to a song, but also like getting to know someone in the backseat yeah. that just came in my car for the first time. It was something like that. And and like I picked up on everything. And then I think I picked up a phone call with my mom. Oh my gosh. And driving one handed. I was just like, uh, yeah. And people were like, did you just pull that all off? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. And it, it's to some degree, you know, people are impressed by that. But I think if we are going to be a person of integrity and true to ourselves, you know, we can't hold up to that for so long. Yeah. Like what you're saying, taking one task at a time, because I was attempting to live a life where, man, I can do this. I can multitask. Like mm. I can, you know, I can listen to a, a really deep conversation with Aaron and still be on my phone and try to figure out a schedule with somebody. And then at the same time, think about work. Well, like part of it is like, it seemed like I'm dishonoring the person for not being fully there or in the same way, I'm tricking myself for thinking that I, I wake up early in the morning so I could read a book or read the word, but then part of my brain is somewhere else, you know? And so I, I'm, I'm, it's a good reminder that you, you're sharing about your morning in a way that, hey, I am going through this moment of silence and then I went through a book and just delve in that. And then I went to write about stuff that I want to talk about. Just one task at a time. Like nobody's trying to chase you. Totally. Nobody's watching what you're doing. It's just doing that because it's good for you. So. And a big piece to like foster it well and like maintain it well is like 
don't make public announcements about it. Like, oh, I did all these things. And that's something that God's been putting on my heart more and more. Like, I'm so good at aesthetics and I'm so good at like uh, presenting something, even something like my breakfast or like my shoes as I'm walking somewhere. Like, they just look cool because I know how to achieve that. But learning a lot of these morning habits, one, they're not actually that like glamorous. So don't try to fake it and make it look like it's glamorous. But two, like, just keep it to yourself. And mm-hmm. sometimes it's like that little kid on the playground who wants to like tell everything. Like my mom said this, this is what I watched last night. This is the new toy I got. This is, and you just keep going and rambling mm-hmm. your head off. And a lot of times kids are like, yeah, I don't really care. Like my truck's bigger or like my, you know, I have more toys, but there's an element of just don't announce it. Just that's your own growth. That's your own um, transparent spaces to be in. That's your own time to have learning curves to like overcome. And a lot of it, people aren't in the same part of the journey or even know anywhere along the way that you're at. So why announce it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's been wonderful for me to have that extra layer of discipline. Mm. How's discipline looking like for you so far? Yeah. Um, in what context does it look like? Totally. Uh, at work, it's it's actually been really cool. Um, I've always gotten epiphanies while I'm working, but it's this like challenge of how do I like have time to write it down or remember the inspiration that I like uh, had that light bulb moment uh, after I get off work when I like am tired already. Mm -hmm. And it came to a point where, although I'm not creating as much as I love to there, as I cut leather, as I'm assembling leather bags and all that, learning like that's the perfect playground for me to have so much inspiration and to just be in a place where I can, you know, pray silently or pray like out loud where I can listen to a podcast and inspire me. Like right now I'm listening to uh, Fun Therapy and mm. Anson's Magazine. Those two are like rocking my world. And um, I love how it's just like at the touch of, you know, technology and uh, even uh, our church is doing Bible in one year. And it's just like oh, yeah. some scripture and some commentary per day. And you just listen oh. to that little chunk for 15 minutes. And so it's stuff like that, that instead of just, get through the day and complain and all that i'm internally being fed a lot for my own soul for my own soul care um and so there's that element uh but then in my off days really being diligent like hey i want to journal hey i want to be in scripture hey i want to go on a long walk or um be like uh very private where i don't publicize where i'm at or what i'm up to or even that i have free time and just to like be in a space where maybe my phone's off or maybe um I leave all my belongings in the car and I walk barefoot by the, by the water. Like I do that stuff. And some people are like, you're crazy, but there's an element that I'm like, I'm not doing this to show anything. There's no, um, performance. There's no, uh, like false ego shining through. It's just like the end of the day, I, I just want to (laughs) be down by the water. I just want to be around the elements. So there's that aspect of it. The stuff that you love to do. Yeah. You know, and yeah, that was kind of like my battle recently, even the beginning of this year. Um, and you know, I love doing this. I love having conversations with people. I love <laughs> doing the stuff that, you know, that relates to art or in some way taking photos or graphics or whatever that looks like, which Absolutely. is we're both like in that space and we love doing that stuff. Um, but I almost was, um, I wanted to give up in that dream or reality that we can't do the stuff that we love to do Mm. because we're so caught up by productivity or we're caught up by the work that we need to accomplish or the tasks that we need to do 
or we're caught up with just I don't have enough money to have hmm. fun in life hmm. you know and what you just said right now and this is not this is not for the sake of hey we're we're boasting about what Ben's doing and everyone should do it but everyone has their own way of enjoying their lives and choosing the stuff that they love to do but I don't know I've just struggled this I I want to say reality because I think to each his own, everyone can enjoy life and do the stuff that they love to do without compromising their values or without feeling that there's this looming fear that they're going to fail at some point or totally. that, oh, I want to do what I love to do, but I also can't fully give myself to that because of X, Y, and Z that I have to do. Mm. The little things that we do to enjoy life, which is as simple as like, hey, let me just go by the water and dip my, my toes in the sand or in the water it was just I think for me that is good life that is yes. the quality of life you know I'm exploring that thought I want to just give in and let go to that re- reality rather than hearing all these things that causes me to doubt myself mm. yeah <laughs> I've been thinking about the phrase called um, unpolished surrender uh, I've been thinking about this idea of unpolished. Like, there's so many things that we want to clean up the messes, right? We, um, you know, clean our car out, vacuum it out. We mm. put stuff in that one closet or that one drawer in the kitchen that, like, it's messy, but, like, everything else is spotless. And we just have that kind of mindset. Like, yeah. oh, the people who actually know us, like, know where to find that drawer. But, like, for the rest of the world and the rest of the guests, like, yeah, they, they assume everything's clean and tidy. Uh, and I love that in terms of our walk because like, gosh, there's only a few people we should invite into that space. Uh, but those that make the cut, like see all of it and know they're like, yeah, I'm not leaving. I'm not going to abandon you or like stress you out, like with the assumption that you might just bail at any moment, Hmm. but then the rest of the world shouldn't. And I think so often we're like, okay, all the world, like see my whole life, put it all on display and like it, like, please agree with me never have conflict or never have question um and if there is it's just like well then drop me like and never talk to me because i never liked you but it's like if you start to see it in layers yeah your integrity should only go between like your family and like really close tight-knit friends Mm -hmm. and the rest like just let it go just don't care Mm. and in the sense of all Mm. sincerity like they're just not they're doing the stuff in the same war zones in the same uh, no man's land spaces that we're at and so wow. it's not for them to hold up that end right but going back to unpolished surrender i love the idea of like having your hands up in the air or having your eyes closed or having yourself in a posture where like you're super vulnerable um but like partnering with it and there's a difference when you're like oh i have to and you roll your eyes through it but then when it changes and you're like, wait, wait, I get to do this. This is something that, yeah, if I have to get up super early in the morning and the sun's not up, like there's actual blessing out of it. And there's actual uh, further fruit that is reaped, you know, and harvested. Mm. Uh, and so there's beauty in that kind of stuff that I really like long for. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to read some lyrics yeah, from sure. the uh, Switchfoot song that I was playing. Oh, I thought you made uh, this. Uh, Mm. uh, it's called the strength to let go and um, I'll just read it real quick I don't like to admit when I'm wrong and need gifts a forgiveness instead of applause I was dying to prove to myself I can make it alone it took years to confess that your love was the best and unraveling all of my pride 
and to laugh at myself when I realize that you were my home. Give me the strength to let go. Give me the strength to surrender. Give me the strength to stop holding on. I've been holding on so long. Give me the strength to let go and show me the way to come home. So that was Mm -hmm. kind of just putting lyrics to that phrase of unpolished surrender to say like, gosh, there's certain things that we did our own way, but it came to a point where we just like hit across the face or whatever. And we're just like, oh my gosh, I'm finally waking up to the fact that I can't do it all alone. I Mm -hmm. am not superhuman. Uh, I have plenty of flaws, but to like step into the flaws and say, now that's like completely letting go and completely yeah. surrendering and say, hey, God, like take that over. Step into that space that I thought I could do. Um, so it just comes back to my life and just being yeah. very honored and privileged to say, I have a lot of good things going for me, but I don't have it all together. Um, mm-hmm. So don't be fooled. <laughs> wow. I, I think I drown myself from the bitterness of thinking that everyone has it all together and I don't. And almost feeling jealous about the people that does talk about how they do it so well, you know, whether, you know, it's, it's really allowing me to be distracted by that. And when you mentioned about in the beginning where you intentionally want to enter in the space where you want to do it in the space of solidarity where you're just by yourself and not subjecting yourself to a lot of stimuli. And I trick myself for thinking that when I do that, with the intention of wanting to do that because I don't want any stimuli. I don't want these things to affect me. But yet, part of my human nature wants to keep going on social media, uh, looking through all the tasks that I need to do because there's this lie and voice in my head that convinces me that, yeah, you don't have it all together. So Mm -hmm. go look at somebody else's life and just see that they're doing so well and you're not, so you need to keep up. Yeah. So ignorantly saying that, hey, they have it all together when I don't even know them. Like Mm -hmm. you were saying, like, the only thing that we should really care for and really keep up with this integrity is within our family and the people that we're close to. But those that we don't even know, we don't have any intimate relationship with them to even be affected by it. Mm. But that we want to invest in having intimate relationships, not with every single person in the world, but somehow whoever we come across, so that our integrity doesn't dwindle down to just a show, a facade. But yeah. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, you may have something to share on top of that. You may have something to kind of resonate with that. But I guess that's a piggyback from what you just... Totally. Yeah. Well, to switch gears, like I've shared a little bit about my mornings. I think the nights too are important to address. And what's happened over time as I'm still a night person, learning that, yes, I still get inspiration late at night. But mm-hmm. to feel that different, to say... Ben, your time to rest is soon. Don't start a new project. Don't start something mm-hmm. that's, you know, brings more um, of this stimulation for learning, for entertainment, right? Like I can still watch a movie on Netflix, but like the yeah. point is to cut it soon. So right. that hopefully if mm-hmm. I do it right, uh, within an hour before I fall asleep, there's there's no like anything, right? Right, right. Um, and so for me, like I'm cutting off movie watching i'm not on instagram and i'm not texting those are like the three things Hmm. because i can easily still be available i'm like oh let me still talk to someone or let me still scroll and like you know quote unquote get inspiration but really i'm just mindlessly (laughs) wandering and you know not in a good mindset Hmm. uh and so that helps cleanse stuff but also like i'm such about moods like i mean that's why we're where we are overlooking the ocean right now but 
uh, I light a candle and I just play piano, usually mm. softly. And sometimes I sing, most times I don't. And I dim the lights or I turn them off and I'm just quiet and still in that. And so that puts me in a posture of saying, God, this is another vulnerable space. This is when you get to see me and you already know me in this version of myself, but I allow it to at least present that mm-hmm. and say, God, just hear some harmonies, hear some melodies and stuff I'm playing. But also I know no one's watching and I'm not here for any audience. So there's beauty in the mm-hmm. night before and capping it off to say, some of your last thoughts will be your first thoughts the next day. How yeah, can they be true. of joy? How can they be a remedy? How can they be of peace? How can they be of acknowledgement that I'm in process? I don't have it all figured out, mm-hmm. but I'm currently exactly where I'm at. I'm the best version of myself then and now instead of, oh, can, I can do better or I still am lacking in this area. It's just like, Ben, worry about tomorrow when you get there. Yep. You're not there yet though. Mm-hmm. So that's been a game changer for sure. That's good. And I do resonate to that because I, I think in the beginning of this year, we were talking about patterns, patterns of life. I connect it back to discipline and integrity. We are going through this discipline, um, not because we want the facade that we got it all together, but this discipline is literally building up our integrity. And you mentioned mood because with our integrity, we can actually set the mood for people. We don't have it all together, but we're setting the mood for you to be encouraged that you can live a life of integrity. And, and so I think you disciplining yourself or allowing yourself to let go and have this unpolished surrender to the things that God desires for you to be disciplined in, which is as simple as like you getting rid of all digital stuff, getting rid of like texting and, and looking at social media before you go to bed, cutting out like movies before you go to bed. And in the morning, like resting in the silence and the quietness, all of these are disciplines to build up your integrity so you can be that mood to people ever since i've known you you are really good at setting the mood for people you've always been unassuming and you've always allowed people to to feel that hey this is a safe space what you're doing right now is such a mood setter that even though those people don't see what you're doing in closed doors behind closed doors when you come out to the world you are actually a mood setter and we're using mood so loosely right now but you help people understand that it's okay to not have it all together, but still have integrity. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I think where I'm at, I'm finding a more true version of who I hope to be and become more so. And I want that for others as well. And so I really learned like we can continue waiting. We continue uh, taking from people and consuming all, all day, but there's an element where I'm okay to venture down the other side trail and just say, hey, I'm going to detour. I'm going to do my own thing and we'll catch each other on the other side of the trail. Mm-hmm. But I need some self-discovery. I need some mm-hmm. uh, walking alone with God and like get some privacy before I resurface. Yeah. And I think there's wonder and curiosity also mixed with um, excitement and even endurance to say, this is all worth it. And I'm mm-hmm. learning there's no wasted time. There's so much of like, yeah. from this age to this age, like I did nothing and hmm. it was pointless. But all of it really adds up back to our current state and like the experiences being made, the exchanges and uh, all kinds of things that really develop a more refined version of us. If we were yeah. to subtract some of that, yeah. we'd be more hollow, right? There would be mm-hmm. less things that 
were magical, less things that were raw, less things that brought tears, less things that brought comedy and laughter. Um, but all of it's life, all of it matters. Um, and there's something about that that continues to uh, resonate in my life and open my eyes and my ears to say, hey, Ben, like, do this with purpose, but also, like, don't take it too seriously. Like, find that nice line to walk uh, where you're enjoying it, but you're not like, oh, I stumbled, like, uh, this is not yeah. fun. But as in just feel it all, but also risk it all and also be the best man you can be. Uh, so all of it's like just discovery. Yeah. Yeah. What are you trying to discover right now? Totally. Uh, so, I mean, I'm always dreaming. I'm always kind of mapping out things that some of it I improv through other things. I'm like, oh, I actually kind of meant to do that. Um, and so the discovery right now is in order for me to be a better artist, I also need to strip that whole identity away from me. So how can I be a, the best human, mm. right? How can I be humbled by the fact that some people don't know all the stuff I do, right? Mm. I can list them all out and people are like, whoa, that's awesome. But there's no point in that. And so the discovery is by being a better human, when I do pick up the camera for my photo work, when I do paint, pick up a paintbrush for my paint work or, um, you know, design t-shirts and other stuff, when I'm actually on, it's because all the stuff I did while I was off counted almost more, right? It's that... Mm. Uh, a player who's being benched during the games, but he shows up to every practice and finally he has his moment during the finals. The coach is like, bro, you're in like so-and-so's injured. And if you didn't show up to practice, good luck, right? But if you've been doing practice all along, that game won't be that hard, right? Your mm -hmm. nerves might be going through the roof, but there's an element of like, wait, I've been putting in time. I've been practicing. Yeah. And so I think that's where I'm at, where I'm being a better like explorer and stepping in and looking inward to say, hey, the inward reality will now start to shape the outward expression, mm. right? Yeah. And that's yeah. just where I'm at. It's yeah. less of like, how many cool things could I do or the places I go? More of it's like, I just drove to and from my house like 30 times this week. But like on paper, that's dry and mundane. But all the lively colored stuff in between actually like revolutionized the yeah. stuff that I'm now doing. Yeah. You can keep going. <laughs> I'm just here. I'm just oh, listening. I, I love it. I love it. I'm at a point now that ultimately I want to be there for people. Um, for so long, I would just be a good artist. And people would always ask, like, why? Why are you doing this? Like, what's this for? What's the meaning behind it? I'm like, I don't know. The colors felt right. And I let the paintbrush do the work. And, and so there was so much of the... My hands were skilled, but my heart wasn't always active in the time and the space that was creating the stuff. So the muscle memory was just the driving factor. And over time, when I was just getting tired maybe of those hard questions, I started to ask them myself. 
And so it was really saying, why do I do these things? What is my approach to all of it? And I've come to a point that um, I've had a hard, you know, seven years, this last seven years of mm. all kinds of stuff, crazy risks and transitions and losing people. Um, like my older brother passed away. Um, and a lot of things that I was just like, okay, God, why? And why a lot of young people pass? Why uh, am I still here? All those kind of things that spin through any normal person's brain. Uh, but it's come to a point of, Ben, you are a storyteller. Ben, you do chase people's hearts. Ben, you ask questions straight on for people to open up about their life that other people would rather just not do that, not step into that awkwardness. So for me, really the why now is to um, tell people stories. And I, I do photo work for a living other than the leather backpacking stuff I do. And I think that's going to grow more. I want to um, go to the nations and uh, mm. sure it could easily be like, ooh, that Christian thing to do. But yeah. uh, there's a <clears throat> dynamic that, again, because of all the private stuff I'm doing, I really just want to be in like uncomfortable places, places that um, don't look fancy, don't have... Uh, you know, it all put together, but get to photograph people and capture those moments, get to um, hopefully hear someone's story and maybe find them again on the street and gift them with a printed photo I took mm. of them. Things where it's like there's a return back to a space instead of just um, an initial exchange and you take something from them and yeah. it's like, cool, now I have this beautiful photo you'll never see. Uh, for me, it's all about uh, stepping back into something uh, that involves furthering a relationship, involves uh, a passage of time that takes longer than just the initial um, gratitude. And we're all about yep. that. Mm -hmm. So for me, it is figuring out the stuff that maybe seems kind of complicated, but really being uh, just blessed that I have um, maybe the mind that I do to say, hey, there's mm. more here instead of I've arrived and I'm already yeah. going to just, you know, do the things like that I'm doing now that I'll do in the next 30 years. Yeah. So there's that element. What makes it complicated? Mm. I think I complicate it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I resonate to that. Right. Mm. But I think it's because I'm fully aware of my weaknesses along with my strengths. I see mm. them hand in hand. Um, and I mean, there's healthy aspects of it, but the next part is the, maybe the um, deconstruction that happens when you start to pull it all apart mm. and you start to see all the complex inner workings. And so you're like, oh my gosh, it has to be complicated. But the the wonderful thing at the end of the day is like God's grace is so simple and his story and his way that he step into, you know, our faith story is very simple. And so it's learning to say, okay, not my plan, not my will, but your will. And so mm. it starts to shape and um, define the story different. So I look at this narrative. I'm like, okay, um, you're rearranging things right in front mm. of me. How do I now see the simplicity of it? Extract that and just stick with that. So at yeah. the end of the day, if all I can do for the rest of my life is pursue people and tell their story. Mm. Like that's it. And I don't even have to do it artfully. Like it can be so raw. Um, I love the term of like no filter, uh, so much we're yeah. going to put on a shirt probably in a couple days or so. And I love this idea that, um, when you put like, take all the filters away, 
like people have blemishes and people have yep. sweat glands mm-hmm. and people have bags under their glands, eyes yeah. <laughs> things that we try to cover up yeah. uh, or slimy Horse, hair you know? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'm like whoa i haven't seen you that way <laughs> like, yeah oh that's ooh, okay it's um, airbrushed <laughs> airbrushed right yeah stretch marks like you name it and yeah yeah you or you smell in person like mm-hmm. <laughs> but there's a dynamic yeah. of absolute connection and like now I relate to you. Now, oh, you're human. You yeah. have been. Yeah. But we unintentionally put people on pedestals mm. or just like, oh, that person's gorgeous or that person has a flawless life. And then you remove the filter. You're like, oh, um, okay. Yeah. Uh, let me let me go for a walk real quick. Get some air. That's, <laughs> that was, yeah, that yeah, was yeah. a rough reality. Yeah. Uh-huh. How do you live with yourself? And not to yeah. be harsh, you're just like, oh, whoa, there's so much to take in. And I want to be that too, right? Again, I'm so good at aesthetics that I'm like, all right, light the candle. Here's your seat at the table. Here's the moody music. You can probably like walk down the aisle too for your future. Yeah, wedding. if you want. Yeah, yeah like here's yeah. an option. I could be your DJ, whatever. <laughs> I could be your wedding planner. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but at the end of the day, it's like, Ben, are you okay to walk in with messy hair and have a small mm. palm tree growing out of your scalp? Yeah. Are you okay to like... <laughs> okay. Like, <laughs> Do I have right? a palm tree right now? <laughs> Are you okay yeah. to like walk in and you're like, oh, I forgot my belt and my socks. I guess I'm putting my shoes on barefoot. True story. Right. This happened wow. the other okay. day. At a wedding? Um, Not yet. Okay. Maybe not eventually. Yet. Okay. <laughs> I can't wait for that to happen at a wedding. <laughs> Bro, it'll be one that we shoot together. It'll yeah. be yeah. one to remember. <laughs> but it's those kind of spaces that I'm like, if I want that for others, am I okay to step into it? Mm. If I want to preach about that all day can i practice that can i step into Mm. it myself yeah maybe take initiative and the thing is a lot of people are willing to step into it they just need someone to to follow after right they're not willing to be a leader and i mean the best leaders are the best followers and i've been following for so long but at the same time i've also been leading for so long um and i've been able to understand like Gosh, it's because I've observed. Gosh, it's because I've walked and just stumbled over my feet so many times because I didn't have a leader. But now so much has woken within me where I'm like, I've been a leader all along. I've just now figured out more ingredients into how to make each step happen and how to pick up my head and look to the sky as often as possible and have it um, deep within me instead of Oh, well, the time is now to perform. Yeah. Uh, pull out all the handbooks and all the um, things that are prescripted mm. and just play out the act. For me, it's like, again, I've been practicing all along. I've yeah. been showing up. I've been failing a lot, but I've been correcting my form and realigning my spine and mm. um, even just presenting myself with a compassionate heart for people who aren't there yet. I love it. I think about the three or two words that came up to our conversation right now was unfiltered, discipline, and shoot, I forgot the other one. It slipped my mind. But yeah, unfiltered because you're embracing this. Oh, mood setter. Mm. So unfiltered because you're embracing this um, organic and non-curated life, you know, like it's not about what it looks in the outside. And then I, I, I think about the scripture where it says to the Pharisees where 
think Jesus was saying that they were washing the outside of the bowl, but they're not washing the inside, mm. you know? <laughs> and um, so that's unfiltered. And then the other one is, um, what did I say the other one is? The mood center. <laughs> Before that. Dude, I totally forgot. <laughs> the... Unfiltered and disciplined. Yeah. Disciplined. And so to be the person that is unfiltered, you do have to discipline yourself to deconstruct yourself and actually admit the things that you failed in or be ready to accept that, hey, I need to make a change in this one. And that takes discipline, you know. And then the mood setter is that because you're doing these things to stay relevant, we're using the mood setter, but that means that you are a leader. Mm. And it's very evident in you that these things that you do prior to setting a mood is, is what Jesus does. Yeah. Is what Jesus does. And, and ultimately, both of us are very vocal about this, that we do follow the way of Jesus. Yeah. And that's why being a mood setter in this world that always wants to stay relevant, always wants to stay pleasing to the eyes of those that look at us from the outside, is, is there's, so, there's actually so much responsibility to that you know and in the midst of that what comes to mind is there must have been something then in your seven years that made it so difficult for you Mm. and what is that yeah that's so good to pause and kind of reflect on that you only get one one thing (laughs) (laughs) oh man because then it helps you like Mm. what is that what is that really you know well, let's talk this out. Uh, I think for a big chunk of that has been the word underdog. Mm. And I'm starting to see the change in that narrative. But I let's hone on in on it for a second. I think the heart of that for me has been um, in the last seven years, like I mentioned to earlier, my older brother passed away. And there was a number of years following that, that close brothers of mine, so like brother in the church, a cousin of mine a couple of years back, um, all passed away. And then even my younger brother was away for a year in a discipleship program. And so next thing I know, I, I'm living a young college adult life, but like alone for a lot of it. Hmm. And so I, I saw myself as an underdog in a story where I'm like, this doesn't seem right. Like I was this young, good kid who was polite and did the right stuff Mm. got the straight a's but now i feel abandoned in a lot of ways and am i supposed to go very low like enter that abyss in a character's narrative to Mm. then rise back up and like prove himself later but now it's starting to change and so i think that still embodies the essence of the last seven years and the idea that uh, a lot of things can be stripped from us yeah and are we going to wake up from that like what's going to catch our attention mm. to say here's greater purpose so i, I definitely want a, def- a better word that redeems that um but i think part of it is just like solitude or um even uh, survival could be another word for it uh mm. where it just became something where i was like on an island by myself mm. right like, here's how you're going to collect the wild berries and start the fires and um, stay warm at night. Here's the things to cultivate a space where you're going to thrive enough 
um, but not where there's community and there's there's other things. And of course, that's changed, right? Um, I'm learning this idea of sweet ingredients to life, the mm. things that um, is personal to each person. It's oh, yeah. individual, but uh, they're amazing to note that when you find those things, they're going to take you so far. And so I think amidst right, that underdog kind of persona I've taken on, um, I found a lot of different things. Uh, I mentioned to her earlier, finding a spot near the water. I love the ocean because it's a very powerful force, but there's also comfort in it. There's also yeah. refreshing like dynamics from the salt water to the air to the temperature. Um, there's remedial kind of qualities of the salt in your skin, like mm. healing scars and wounds and open cuts. Yeah, so much analogy. There's so much yeah. going on. I yeah. love that because it's constantly in scripture in all kinds of ways. Mm -hmm. um, something recently for me is catch every sunrise or sunset. If you can get both in a day, that's a golden day. Yeah. Right? Whether you have a camera or not, um, mm -hmm. just capture it. So yeah. that's been beautiful. Um, the other thing is like turn off the music and the podcast as often as possible. So you can hear God's voice mm. and not in a sense of like, all right, God, I'm turning on your radio station. Like, let me hear you now. And it's forced. But as in opening your day for times to just hear him in a more pure, clear, affirming kind of um, presentation of it instead of um, something that we're expecting it to come in a certain form. Uh, so just being open to that in general. Um, yeah. I, I love like small groups. Um, I have this killer one that I've been in for like four years mm -hmm. and we've weathered so many storms together. So mm -hmm. there's a dynamic where we fight for each other, but it's not really that um, known to the world except for yeah. the people in it. And yeah. there's so much stuff we get to celebrate. Literally last night, we just moved to a new place in Mission Bay area and I just walked up to their porch That's and saw awesome. them like unpacking and setting up for our amazing night. Wow. And I just said, wow every like two to three seconds i just look at something I'm like wow 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 and they're like why do you keep saying that i'm like <laughs> i'm just in awe of everything yeah. i see yeah because i know them i know that a lot of their love story this married couple um started in mission bay mission beach area uh, i know all the stuff we've been to to get been, been through together and mm. so there's beauty in that but though it just adds sweetness to life when you know there's people who are fighting for you mm. um another thing is um, as a man of God, just discovering more of your manhood. Uh, I've been re recently reading the book, uh, while at heart, and it's just been flooring me because I'm hearing stuff for the first time. I'm like, Oh my gosh, my dad never told me that, but this makes so much sense. Uh, stuff that is been in God's heart this whole time, but I've overlooked it or I just needed a smarter, older guy who's an author to like put it on paper. And, uh, it's so incredible to, just be very uh, humble and say, wow, I don't know hardly any of this stuff. Teach me. Mm. Um, and being openly uh, able to receive and to soak it in. Um, so that's another element because, you know, some people know more the fierceness of man. Others know the tenderness of man. Mm -hmm. But it's learning both extremes. And so I'm learning both right now. And it's been incredible. Uh, another thing I'd mentioned and this one's just funny, but uh, I love um, just going to farmer's markets. <laughs> it's cool. It sounds cheesy, but it's like every Saturday in downtown. And just to walk around so many different varying communities uh, in one place, using their creativity, using their ability to farm and create sustainable things, mm. to get smarter and wiser. 
um, but also just to, like to laugh and like yeah. smile a bunch and be around people who are doing just the same. And I can't help but smile because yeah. I am in agreement with community stuff. Um, and again, that's, I'm not publicizing that. I just do it for yeah. my own good. Um, so I can go all day with these sweet ingredients, but yeah. those are those kind of things that go so far, but it's personal. The next yeah. person's like, ah, it's kind of lame. I don't want to do that. Yeah. Yeah. And right? the sweet ingredients are what an underdog has. Totally. That's cool. Yeah. It's kind of the idea, um, you know, I don't have personal connection to this, but like a kid in an impoverished country who can't own a single toy, mm. he finds the stuff around him, whether he's kicking rocks, pretending they're soccer balls or, um, you know, assembling some kind of wood carving or shaving with a little piece of something sharp and shapes into a small toy or statue. Like they're seeing that there's bare minimum, but that's mm. not going to cut them off from the enjoyment, from yeah. entertainment yeah. and bigger than that, imagination. Right? I yeah. think that's a huge key element that we all need. Yeah. To take a moment to actually imagine, you know, and, and there's two things that I want to ask you, but I kind of want to ask it back to back. Why do you think you're underdog and do you want to stay an underdog? Hmm. Again, I said that things are changing with that, um, but I think I have been because I think I had to see the other side before coming back to the surface. I think I thought the game was over so long ago, realizing it was only like halftime or I'd mm. only made it to the first quarter. Yeah. But there's an element of like, oh, it's over. Well, okay. Put in the towel. I'm quitting. It's not for me. Mm. And so part of that was like, oh, no, yeah, you're underdog. Oh, whew. oh man. But now I'm seeing, I don't want to stay there, right? Yeah. I do want that to change. I do want to say, Ben, you've been in the game. Yes, there's been some disappointments. Yes, there's been some things that you didn't score the points. You actually went into negatives for a while. But that doesn't mean you're an underdog. It's just a frame a framework, right? It's just mm. a perspective. And in fact, you've been increasing this whole time. You've been going up and becoming better and becoming smarter and becoming uh, more able to run to the forgiveness of things, to the grace of things, to the, um, the true bottom of, of the messages that are being told instead of that is just not for you. So quit now. Yeah. Right. Mm. Um, this isn't your fight. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and as, as far as everything that you've shared, um, and I'm going to be honest, like, I kind of want to be the underdog. <laughs> I kind of want to stay being the underdogs. And again, there's, there's two parts to this is that I want to be the underdog because I don't want to be in a spotlight because I don't want people to sure. follow me because I don't want people to, to, dissect me and see every part of me mm. and so being an underdog just puts me in a low-key space where i'm just gonna do this mm. from behind the scenes and i've always been that kind of person i've always had this desire to be in the back of the room while watching the whole class doing their thing mm. and i'm just gonna go at one person at a time and just talk with them whenever i can but i'm not gonna be the person in front of the class making a speech mm. you know and I, it's it's been a struggle, but I, it hits home 
to me when when you say underdog in the things that you desire to do in the seasons that you've been in as an underdog is that those things are the very thing that I want to cultivate in my life but then I always desire to rise above from being an underdog and so as we talk about this and as we wrap it up I almost wanted to stay to be an underdog but how can we really address this mindset that an underdog can also be a leader hmm yeah I I'm always fascinated by characters like the first one that comes to mind is Aragorn from Lord of the Rings Hmm. this idea that almost in the beginning of the whole trilogy you're informed with the fact that he's supposed to be the the king of Gondor Hmm. and but then you see the reality he's in which he's just a guy who's um kind of like a vulture or kind of like a um what would be a better term just like a scavenger someone who's yeah, like coming yeah. and going and picking off from some stuff but mostly in, in the darkness just right. invisible comes out at night or comes out when no one's around but he's apparently supposed to be a king and mm. i think i've associated with him in a lot of ways where he's smart yeah he is street intelligence he knows certain people um he was raised by elves like there was like you can go all day but then all along he's just acquiring knowledge and acquiring things that he's observing so that when there is time to rise up he's completely ready and he's stepped into a role of like i am a king and have been yeah Um, but i didn't look the part right Mm -hmm. Uh, i was dirty and grimy and there's always blood on me yeah but uh i think that's an element of bringing it into a um a picture form of that description um and he was a leader right so it's, it's an element of that to say that can exist mm-hmm. uh and i think some leaders need to take on those kind of roles yeah um, to be not just a servant but to almost act as if you'd be the last one to be picked to be the next yeah. king yeah the first will be the last and the last will be the first yeah you know and and as you say that, I think about the book Donald, Donald Miller wrote was the uh, story brand. Mm. And he talks about the structure in every movie is the same thing, that the hero has a guide. Yeah. And the hero always has conflict in them. They always have these insecurities in them that they want to figure out so that they could be in their fullest potential that they already have, that they're actually in it, but it just needs to be addressed so that they can they can basically operate from a place where, yeah, I am an underdog to some degree, but I also needed the people around me or a guide, basically someone to follow, like we were talking about. Like to be a good leader is to be an obedient follower. Mm. And so there's always a guide. If you look at every story, if we tie back to Lord of the Rings, um, Gandalf can be that guide, you know. Um, and there's always this guide that we look up to, guide that we want to follow so that whatever they share us, the wisdom and however we have learned from them will help us rise from a place of not necessarily turning away from being an underdog, but learning from our guide so that our guide will teach us how to lead. You know, people resonate to being a hero themselves. Yeah. And then... Every under, I mean, every hero that you've seen has a story behind them where, you know, they had a rough childhood or like Batman had a fear of mm. bats, you know, mm. and Superman had, you know, his his 
planet was being, yeah, being destroyed. And so there's always insecurities in them and that they needed a guide to help them endure and help them understand their insecurities so that they can, from that place, to have unfiltered life, to have discipline, so that they can set the mood or the tone for people to realize that, hey, that's integrity. And Mm. with this integrity that he has, he's not just doing it for the sake of being being um, in a spotlight so that he can be praised, but yeah. he's doing it because he wants to, for people to understand that it's not the easy route, yeah. but this route is rewarding because then um, you can be the guide to that other person as well. Totally. You know, and to me, my guide could be my mentors. My guide could be a friend like mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Um, and ultimately, as I, as I think about my whole journey, my guide had, had, had always been Jesus. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's where I've come to a point in my life to say my guide ultimately is Jesus. So whether I have a moment in person or an interaction or, or I don't, and yeah. you just see my work, I want you to see Jesus' heart in that. I want you to look at it and just be curious. Like there's more going on. There's more depth. Um, there's more um, resonating around it. So I think that's the space that I want it to be, to say, hey, like, I want to provoke something instead of just one level of understanding and then boom, cool, you're there. But I want more to happen, right? Mm. More interaction, more exchange, um, more relationship, more impact, uh, but less is more, right? Less is more. Let's not keep building on it. That's just, right. Just less it. is more. Less is mm-hmm. more. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much. Absolutely. This is, this is so life-giving this is like a reminder yeah dude such a sweet reminder it's been a pleasure and sweet ingredients grateful for you and just the ability to have this type of talk and yeah yeah of course this is not the last time yeah cool My desire from this conversation is for me to keep saying, I don't know, but I want to learn and I want to understand. Just like a song, whether I'm familiar to it or not, I will listen to it hoping to get last song syndrome so I get to keep singing it. Would you agree that life is like a song made of notes, lyrics, instruments, and patterns? And because I got to know you more, now I know how to sing about you. That is how I want to champion you. I hope you enjoyed our conversation. Looking forward to catch you over a cup of coffee or a slice of pizza. It's on me.